How's everybody doing today? Good. Good. Hey, listen, I'm super excited uh, to be launching our new sermon series, Faith to Move Mountains, today. Not just talking about faith. Yes, we have faith. Yes, we want to have faith. But more importantly, faith to move mountains. And so I spent a lot of time in prayer this week. Um, As you may or may not know, I arrange a preaching calendar at the beginning of the year. And so I had put this on the calendar long before this date, long before uh, coronavirus ever became a thing, and long before quarantine and lockdown. And so I spent a lot of time in prayer, uh, praying about us being in lockdown, us being separated from one another, and asking the Lord, uh, God, is this still the message that I should be bringing? And uh, throughout prayer, you know, I felt by the Spirit that I was to continue to bring this message today, faith to move mountains. And so that's the message series that we begin today. Uh, And I just think it's really interesting, uh, the sermon series, some of the sermon series over the past year that brought us to this point. Last summer, we talked about Vice City. We talked about sin and its different uh, ways that it gets into our life and how we deal with sin. And so I think that that was very uh, informative. It was very uh, crucial that we did that. And then in the fall, we all worked together after God's own heart. We all did that series together. We met in small groups together. We, we came together. We came to a place of unity together. And earlier this year, while we were still meeting, we talked about the authority of the believer. And I believe that all of this has set us up for this moment. Even the 40-day fast, which uh, about two-thirds of the church entered into, uh, brings us to this moment where we're talking about faith, but not just faith, faith to move mountains. Amen? Amen. Faith to move mountains. Faith for the impossible. And here's the scripture that this comes from. It's Matthew 17, verse 20. They questioned Jesus and they said, Jesus, why weren't we able to do this thing? And Jesus responds to them and says, because of your unbelief, for assuredly, I say to you that if you have faith as of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. And so it's great to have faith, but we're talking today about faith to move mountains. This sermon series is about faith to move mountains, faith to see the impossible done, faith to see the miraculous come. And so we've all been given a measure of faith, and so When we read this scripture out of Matthew, this faith to move mountains, we immediately have a few different questions. At least I do. What is faith? Where do I get faith? How do I grow my faith? How do I put my faith into action? And what might that look like? And those are some of the answers that we're going to be answering over the next coming weeks. So be sure to tune in week to week. Let's take a look and let's try to answer that first question. What is faith? Hebrews 11 says this. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. The things which we see around us were made from things that are not able to be seen. It makes a lot of sense. No, it doesn't. But this is what faith is. Faith is, Webster's Dictionary says, faith is firm belief in something for which there is no proof. 
What does is, what is Hebrews say? It says it's the substance of things hoped for. Romans tells us that no one hopes for something that they have. I'm not hoping for a cell phone. I have one. I don't have to hope for that. It's a reality. I'm hoping for a new cell phone because my old one's old and it doesn't work very well. The evidence of things not yet seen. It's the evidence. We have evidence. It's our faith. Faith is the evidence. Faith is this belief in something that cannot be proven. That's what faith is. We don't call it a walk. We call it a walk of faith. We don't call it a walk of understanding. And so a lot of times we're going to come away with questions and we're going to come away not fully understanding something, but we believe by faith anyways. We believe by faith, not fully understanding. We don't have to come to a full understanding of all things to have faith in God. Honestly, on the contrary, we have to have faith because we can't have full understanding. That's where faith comes in. Faith comes and meets us in the mystery. Faith meets us in the mystery. Listen, I'm not saying we don't, under, we don't need to understand the Bible or theology. We need to understand the Bible. We need to read the Bible. We need to understand what it's saying. We need to understand theology. But there's a lot of pieces to our walk of faith that we're just never going to understand. Listen, I don't know why we're stuck in, with this coronavirus and we're all stuck in quarantine. I don't know why. I, I don't know. I, I can't figure that one out. God hasn't enlightened me yet. But by faith... I believe that we'll come through. By faith, I know that we'll be released from quarantine soon. By faith, I know we're all going to make it through. No one's going to die. I mean, people are going to die. People die every day. No one's going to die from corona. We're going to make it through by faith. I don't know why we're here. It doesn't matter why we're here. I mean, we could, we could try and figure it out. We could argue over it, and many will. I don't know why. I don't need to have an answer. I believe by faith that we'll make it through. I don't know why bad things happen to good people. I don't have an answer for those things. God doesn't promise to answer why. He never promises to answer why. He gives us promises. Our, Bible are, our Bibles are full of promises. But we don't always get to know why. And this is where faith comes in. I believe that God is good even though bad things happen. Faith is not intellectual. Faith is not a matter of the mind. Faith is spiritual. Faith is what we would say is a matter of the heart. It's not about the mind. It's about the spirit. Let's look at Romans 10, verses 9 and 10. It says this. It says, If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Now listen, we're not talking about the heart, your blood pumper, right? Because you, right, your mind believes, your mind does the thinking, your heart, our, our actual little phys, physical heart, pumps blood throughout our body, it keeps us working. But when it's talking about heart here, it's talking about our spirit. With the heart, with the depth of your spirit, one believes unto righteousness. Believe in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead. It's this, it's this faith, it's this belief that goes beyond something that we believe with our mind 
and we believe it with our heart. And this is faith. This is faith. We don't get faith by thinking it more clearly or by thinking it better or by having it explained to us better. That's not how we get faith because it's not an intellectual thing. It's a heart thing. It's a spiritual thing. Uh, Charles Price says this in his book, The Real Faith. He says, we have made faith a condition of the mind when it is a divinely imparted grace of the heart. We humans have made faith a condition of the mind when in reality it is divinely imparted, it's given by God, imparted and it's grace, we can't earn it, and it's deposited in our heart or in our spirit. We don't, faith isn't a mind thing. Faith is a heart thing. Faith is a spiritual thing. And so we need to take faith out of the box of understanding, and we need to put faith into the box of spirituality, of understanding and believing with our spirit. Amen? Amen. Faith is more than mental assent. It's not just thinking it through. It's believing with your heart. It's believing deep in your soul. When you believe it there, you're tapping into faith. When you believe it in your soul, when you're believing it in your spirit, you're beginning to tap into faith. Hebrews 11.6 says this, it says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And so what this scripture is telling us about faith is that we must have faith in order to please God. We must have faith to believe in God and God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And so we must have faith. The only way we can approach God, the only way we can please God is by operating through faith. And there's good news coming. And here it is. Romans 12, 3 says, For I say through the grace given to me to every one of you, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one of us a measure of faith. And so here's the good news, is that God has given every single one of us a measure of faith. Six billion people on the planet, every single one of us has a measure of faith. The scripture that we read at the beginning, if you had faith as of a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, be moved and be cast into the sea and it would be done for you. God has given each one of us a measure of faith. He's given us faith. I don't know how big he gives us, but he gives us all faith. And so we can grow that faith, we can exercise that faith, and we can bring that faith to be something more. It starts small, and we can, there are things that we can do to help grow our faith. We'll look at that in the coming weeks. But the good news today is that God has already given you faith. God has given every man a measure of faith. You know, uh, we all have faith, right? And so we have faith for different things. We have faith that the sun's going to rise every morning. We have faith every time we get in a car and drive down the street that people on the opposite side of the street aren't going to run into us or else we would never get in the car. So we all have faith for different things. And so we continually exercise that faith and the faith continues to grow. Romans 1, 16 through 17 says this, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation For everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. 
as it is written, the just shall live by faith. And so we're called to live by faith. We're called to live by faith. Faith isn't just something that's passing. Faith isn't just something that I have faith and then we walk away and we forget about it. We're called to live by faith. Live every day by faith. Live every moment by faith. As we live, we continue to live in faith. It's not a passing thing. It's not a one-time thing. It's something that we continually work on and, and work towards. Ephesians 16 says this about faith. It says, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all of the fiery darts of the wicked one or of the evil one. And so think about what we talked about before, that faith is this belief in your spirit. And this belief that you have in your spirit, this belief that you have in God, this trust that you have in God, this is your shield. Now think of a shield, a shield that protects you against every fiery dart that the enemy could throw at you. And so the shield of faith, as much as a Roman shield of faith would protect this way, the shield of faith protects us all the way around. We're completely protected. And so we have faith in God and it's our faith, it's our trust in Him, our tr spiritual belief, our spiritual trust this belief that we have with our heart that creates this shield around us that protects us from every scheme of the enemy. This is faith. This is faith to move mountains. Jesus said, you couldn't do it because of your unbelief. For assuredly, I say to you, if you had faith as of a mustard seed, you would say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it would move, and nothing would be impossible for you. And so what did we learn about faith today? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is the evidence of things unseen. Faith is what we activate and what we use when we come to a place of mystery or not full understanding. It's when we don't fully understand that we employ our faith and it becomes the strongest. Faith is about is more about believing with your heart or with your spirit and less about believing with your mind. We need to understand the word of God with our mind, but we need to have faith with our heart. God has given every man a measure of faith. We read this today. God has given every man a measure of faith. We've all been given faith. We can ex our, exercise our faith and we can cause it to grow and we'll be looking at that in the coming weeks. But be of, good be, be of good cheer. Be encouraged. Today, God has already given you a measure of faith. We are called to live by faith. We're called to live by faith. It's not a one-time thing. It's a daily thing. We do it every single day. And our faith protects us. Our faith protects us from everything around us. And so as we exercise our faith and as we grow our faith and as our faith becomes stronger, that shield that's around us becomes stronger and less and less things can get in and harm us or hurt us. Know this, our faith, your faith, my faith, our faith is more precious than gold. Our faith is the most precious thing that we will ever have this side of eternity. Our faith has overcome this world. Our faith has overcome death, has overcome the grave through Jesus. Our faith overcomes sin. Our faith is our victory. 
As our faith grows, we will have righteousness and peace and joy. As our faith grows, the trials of this world will lose their power. And as our faith grows, we will see mountains move. As our faith grows, we will see the impossible come to pass. As our faith grows, we will see God moving before our very eyes. And it's going to be awesome. Amen? Amen. Listen, if you're listening with us today, and you've never made a decision to ask Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior, if you're hearing me talk about this faith and you say, I want to have faith in God, it's pretty simple. You admit that you're a sinner. You thank Jesus for dying for your sins on the cross and making a way for you to have faith. And you commit to following him all of the days of your life. And so if you'd like to do that with me today, I'm going to say a prayer. I'll invite you to pray it with me. Pray, Jesus, I'm a sinner. I ask that you would come and forgive me of my sins, that you would come and live inside my heart. And God, that you would help me to live for you all of the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. As we read in Romans, it said, if you believe in your heart and confess with your tongue that Jesus Christ is Lord, you will be saved. And so if that's you today and you just prayed that prayer for the first time, send me a message, whether it's on the comment sheet here whether it's in Facebook Messenger or if you want to email at info at redeeminglovechurch.org. I'd love to hear from you. Know that you accepted Christ. Uh, I'd like to send you some information about your next steps as a Christian, what that means. So over the next coming weeks, we're going to talk about faith. How do we grow our faith? What does it look like when our faith becomes active? and all of this kind of stuff. So be sure to tune in here next week. I'm going to call my wife up to take the offering right now.